Hi, I'm Lindsay Williams, your podcast host, and welcome to Busy Mom's Fitness Corner, Manifesting Through Motherhood, where we dive deep into the empowering journey of balancing motherhood and personal wellness. As modern day mums, we can possess an incredible ability to manifest your dreams while nurturing your family's well-being. Join me as we explore the transformative power of mindset, goal setting and self-care, equipping you with practical strategies to create the life you envision. And who said manifesting has to be hard? Welcome back, guys. So it's lovely to have you here. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. We've got a guest here, the lovely Gemma, which is a sober coach. So hi, welcome. Hi. So let's tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, my name's Gemma and I am a sober coach. I work with women who want to change their relationship with alcohol um not in sort of the, like the conventional way that we're used to seeing but it's it's about changing your mindset around your drinking um when I was looking when I was drinking heavily I was looking around to find help but the only help I could find was you know Alcoholics Anonymous or going to your doctors having to admit that you've got a problem which I found really quite disempowering I I wasn't willing to label myself in that way um, at, at that point. Um, so, yeah, nowadays it's more of a choice. I've completely changed my mindset around drinking and now I choose not to drink. It's not something that I can't do. It's something that I just don't want to do. I think having a coach as well, you get a bit more of a holistic approach than you just going to your doctors because you might cons- not consider yourself as a big drinker. It's just a coach, like you say, works on your mindset and gets to the root of your po- like the problems and you know around drinking. So when did did you find that you was drinking a lot? Was when you was younger or was that recently? No, I think um, I've I always had what I would what what I would call quite a normal relationship with alcohol. So I had I was always a big binge drinker. Never really thought about it through the week. Never really drank unless I was out. Um, I had my first two children quite young. I was 21, 24, so I didn't really drink when they were little. Um, again, unless we had a night off. Um, you know, I never drank in the house. And then I would say probably in my early 30s, I started drinking a bit more often. So it became a bit more of a, you know, would have a bottle of wine with, with dinner um that kind of thing I suppose it, it came when I had a bit more money and I could afford to do that kind of thing and then my my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer he was only 55 it came as like a massive shock to us all um and I think my drinking turned into something that I did for fun to something that I had to do to cope from then on really um and let in the end, it was like I was pouring medicine down my neck. I didn't drink because I enjoyed it. I drank because I had to. Um, you know, by the, by the time my dad died, I'd got three children. One of them was very poorly. And then I had another one, but got pregnant again about six months afterwards. So I think it was a mixture of grief and stress and all that kind of thing. And then I completely and utterly lost myself in a bottle. I didn't have a rock bottom. You know, the kids were all dressed up, ready for school. They were all at their clubs. All my work was done. Um, you know, housework and my job. Um, so it was very easy for me to sort of look at other people because we housed, we were emergency accommodation for adults at that point. So we housed a lot of people that had, that you would call an alcoholic. 
um, with alcohol-related issues, drug-related issues, mental health issues. So it's easy for me to say, I haven't lost my kids, I haven't lost my family, I haven't lost my job, so I mustn't be that bad. In 2019, I think I probably spent most of my year at, at the doctors that year. I, I honestly thought I was dying. I had severe anxiety. I was having severe panic attacks. I couldn't, you know, even doing the school run. Um, thought I, I was numb, like all down the left-hand side of my body. I kept saying, you know, my left-hand side of my body feels completely different to the right. I was backwards and forwards. I had all the tests done. They all just kept coming back negative. There was nothing wrong. And it, I still didn't relate it to my drinking, even right up until I stopped. I mean, that wasn't, I didn't just stop drinking. That was it. I, I'd stopped drinking numerous, hundreds and hundreds of times. I'd said, right, that's it. I'm not drinking anymore. Gone back to it, as you do. But never linked it to um, to all these symptoms that I was having. And then when I did stop, they all started slowly going away. Yeah, because I've seen you put a picture on and, you know, you... You see yourself physical changes when you like to your skin and your hair and your weight, all these different things when you stop drinking. Did that happen straight away? Did you notice these changes happening? You know, starting to feel a little... uh, um not straight away. I would say um probably after about, you know the first month I think you start noticing changes in like your energy and things like that. I would say hundred days is when I started really sort of looking at my hat like health health and diet and things like that I lost four stone wow um, that's a lot yeah 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 <laughs> not just through not drinking just because I just took on this healthy so I I stopped drinking just before lockdown so in lockdown I turned to you know like exercise walking and eating healthily because I had the time to do it I'm not great at it still now the whole eating healthily thing I'm still you know a bit of an emotional eater but I without drinking I can pull myself back whereas before obviously there's so many calories in alcohol it's and it's calories that your body doesn't necessarily use so it just stores it um but yeah I wouldn't say it happened it happened straight away the biggest difference I think for me even even though I have lost four stone and I do look a lot different it the biggest difference for me was in my mental my mental health yeah how did your family feel did you was your family aware of your drinking or was you was you in your social circle all about drinking because that's the thing you, you tend to follow what other people are doing sometimes yeah no I well towards the end I was a bit it's you know I, I was I would just lock myself away and drink I would drink in secret I would try and hide it from my husband um I mean, he knew, he did know. Um, I was not, I wasn't an outrageous drunk or anything like that. It just took me inside myself and I was miserable. I mean, I don't recognise that person now. I was miserable. I was, yeah, in a really, really dark, horrible place. Um, I wasn't really looking for fun. It was something that I just had to do to to get me through because I thought it was helping with my anxiety you know but it no I know now that it was making it a lot worse so the exercise is the best thing isn't it for your mindset is having a plan journaling do you journal quite a lot I do yeah I'm not great at it I I what I use now is Reiki so I trained yeah only this year actually um 
in Reiki and I did it for myself uh, and I loved it so much that I went on and did the level two and now I use it with my clients as well if they if they want it I, I love crystals um, same I as me <laughs> yeah I love anything alternative and I always have which is a strange thing I've always hated taking medicines when I had my fourth child the doctor wanted to put me on antidepressants and I took them for about a week hated the way they made me feel so I went and started having acupuncture which really helped me so it's really ironic that I wouldn't take anything the doctor was offering me and yet I was pouring wine you know I was drinking a couple of bottles of wine most days because that's something you know you can trust it because the thing is with alcohol it's not a really a big taboo subject because a lot of people do it I used to drink when I was younger like we used to go out with friends I remember us getting always getting a bottle of wine before we went out and we'd get drunk. We'd we'd be we'd say, Let's get drunk before we get out. But like now I would I, I just I very rarely drink that much. If it, I am a social if I go out somewhere I only drink because other people are drinking. But if I went out with people and they wasn't drinking and they was drinking tea, I'd be happy doing that as well. So yeah. you, you kind of it's your social thing that you've got to watch, haven't you? And how do you not fall back into drinking? Do you do you find the not drinking helps or do you just find just, you know, not going out or, you know, to keep myself busy? You haven't got them thoughts coming through again? Yeah, no, not anymore. It didn't happen again. It didn't happen straight away. Um, it's hard. It's hard work. It's almost like, I like to think of it as like you're training a muscle. So you've got all this social conditioning all your life, all like years and years of it. People drink when, you know, want to have fun, you have a drink. If you're sad, you have a drink. If you're happy, you have a drink. If you've done something really good at work let's celebrate and have a drink it's unpicking all of those social norms and retraining your conscious brain and then eventually it becomes your subconscious I just found it I spent years and years and years and years trying to moderate my drinking it just never worked for me there's not very many people that it does successfully work for if if your mind is that way inclined you know some people are like it with crisps some people like it with chocolate I was like it with drinking. Moderation was tiring. So I found it much easier just to say, I'm just not going to drink. Yeah. Um, and now I don't really see the point in just having one or two people say to me, why don't you just have one or two? And I don't see the point now. I'm, you know, I'm just as happy to have one or two, something else. Yeah, cause one thing is about drinking. It's like the, the few days after of that feeling of anxiety and depression because can make you feel like really lethargic and them little uh, my monkeys start coming in don't they you know we've all done it when we've had drinks and then I remember we used to go out with our friends all weekend like really young got to midweek I used to feel down a lot I was like why mm. am I feeling down but it's the alcohol probably partying all weekend and it but that's what I only knew that because I, w- I was working in salons I was doing hairdressing and we all it was girls and we're all drinking and we go for a drink after work so I wasn't driving then so it become just something that we we all fell into. It's funny, but as, as I've got older, I've gone into the health and fitness industry. I've seen the effects of alcohol working in cardiac rehab and 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 the mental health side of you know alcohol and the longevity of it. That, but I'm seeing more and more people like yourself that are coaching and helping other people, and that's the beauty of having social media because you've created this group now, so it's a safe group. Um, tell us a bit about your group first. <laughs> Yeah, so I created the group because I work, um, I've been working one-to-one with women and I think it's nice to have a community. So, you know, to just to have somewhere where you can nip in, have a little look, know that you're not alone. 
because what I found through my journey as well is that there isn't really anything that I've ever experienced that somebody else hasn't. So, and it also, it's about, you know, going somewhere where you're not going to be judged. You know, you can sort of we laugh about things like um, for months after I stopped drinking, I kept finding the little mini bottles that I used to buy in secret from the shop. I'd be, I'd like dig through a handbag and I'd find it. And, and just <laughs> so that other people can see that that's not unusual. You know, because I thought when I when I was in that situation, I thought I was the only woman in the entire world that couldn't control her drinking. It's not the case. So I created the group just as a space for people to come. I post in there. Other people post in there. Eventually, I wanted to be this lovely, great community of people that all support each other. But working one to one with people, it's still a bit sort of lonely. And also, I can only work with a certain amount of one to ones at a time. So I'm creating some programs just in the process of doing that now, actually. They're nearly ready to launch. Um, yeah, but they're great because they're quite evergreen, um, you know, courses. And then, you know, some people might not want that one-to-one. They might want to buy something that, you know, will help them, a little program they can do in their own time. People might not be actually ready yet, but then yeah. can, I've got something for when they're ready. And I suppose you group people a bit different stages of the drinking, you know, maybe thinking about not drinking or giving up drinking altogether or I've been sober for years. Um, yeah. so, and you'll have people to and fro in all the time where, you, you know, they'll maybe go back to drinking, but then they know they've got that support group. And it's a niche group, isn't it? Like people know what, that's what I think I love about groups because you know what you're getting from a group. It is what it is. It says what it is on the tin. It's like a little shop front and you go into it, they close the doors, it's like a closed group. But it's safe in there, so like you say, you can open out a little bit. There's no judgment as well because everyone's in there. You know what people are in there to talk about. Yeah. It's not like a, like you say, going to the doctors and you're waiting in a group. It, it is quite generic sometimes, and a lot of people could have different things that are going on. So you might not always yeah. get to the bottom of it. And the waiting list now, I think, a lot, you know, we, we're having the post-pandemic. People are still waiting to get referrals, I've heard, and struggling and he's getting appointments face-to-face appointments to struggle as well it's like a battle I feel at the minute yeah yeah and also a lot of the time you know I wouldn't have gone to the doctor I mean I did go to the doctors a lot never once did they suggest that I stopped drinking you know and I used to say you know they'd say well maybe cut down a bit but nobody ever suggested that I should stop so I never really thought it could have been that that's the issue um yeah so they never because, offered anything, the doctors, any support groups? Anybody? No, Even I went like, counselling after, yeah, after my dad wow. died, they said grief counselling, and I used to say to the counsellor, you know, I'm drinking all the time. You know, I was always sort of just nudging them to to give me that thing that I needed, that, you know, I was drinking too much or whatever, and no one ever did. Yeah, so you're dropping the hint, but you kind of what's you're secretly crying out for someone to just take note that you've, you know, I, I need help, but... You don't really know how to get help, or sometimes you don't really like to ask or bother people. But then you're waiting all the time for appointments, and then it could be weeks till you get another appointment, and that's not that's not going to work, is it? For you know, if you're trying to you know come off drinking, and and I wasn't at the you know I wasn't at the stage where I was going to book myself into a rehab centre. I wasn't you know it wasn't that bad, but it was heading that way. I I couldn't go a day without having a drink. Um, and if I did, it was um, very uncomfortable. But really, until I started to try and stop drinking, I didn't realise that it was a problem. 
But then it just got progressively worse over, I would say, probably a couple of years. Um, because it is progressive. You know, most people can handle their drink all the way through their 20s going out. You know, the hangovers aren't that bad. And that. But it's a massive problem in middle-aged women. Women, I would say women from a sort of like late 30s into their 60s, drinking's a massive problem and it's a big grey area because we we go from normal drinker to alcoholic and the the vision that most people have got of an alcoholic isn't what most people drink like but still their drinking is an issue you know yeah, getting... you're, fun- you're functioning aren't you as well you're functioning you're going to work your kids are fine and nobody yeah. can you can disguise things people can't smell alcohol and it is habitual isn't it like you know come on have a glass of wine i know so many clients that say to me gonna go have a glass of wine tonight and i used to be one of them people but i think oh yeah what, what it's not really going to get... What? What's the point? What am I actually drinking for? So I started trying, like, the non-alcoholic ones. Just, But then I thought, well, I'm not actually doing it to feel drunk. It was just a, just a habit. So I never really liked feeling drunk. So it, it's weird. Like, but I suppose you just get used to it over a bit of time, don't you? Yeah, and you, the more you drink, the more you need to drink to get that same... So I was just doing it to numb. Um, but unfortunately... You can't only numb out the stuff you don't want to think about. You're numbing out everything. So, I, you know, I used to wake up in the morning and I couldn't remember, like, reading my little girl a bedtime story, but I wasn't drunk. It was just that I'd, I'd you know, I needed more drink to... And I was the same. I didn't really like being drunk. I just wanted to be numb. But I was missing all the good stuff as well. And look where you are now. You've got this amazing... Yeah. So tell everybody about your group, where they can find you and if, what, if they wanted to work with you. Because I'll yeah, so put all I'm, your links in the show notes as well. Yeah, I'm on... So I'm on Facebook, uh, Sober Gem. Um, I've got... There's a free ebook on there as well. I put my link tree because both of the Facebook page and the free ebook are on there. Um, you can work with me one-to-one by just get, giving me a message. I usually book six... six sessions um just because i find that any less than that is not really you know you can't you can't get the work done that you want um but i am almost ready to release some programs so i've i'm releasing a 10-day program a 30-day program and a 100-day program which will probably be in in the new year which will be my sort of you know a, a group program with weekly coaching calls and things like that the 10 days and the 30 days and the 100 days is because they were my favourite times to stop drinking. So I think the first 10 days is the most important. 30 days is when you start seeing the benefits. And then 100 days, I think that's a really good sort of break to take. And that'd be great coming up for New Year because I think people are probably thinking now, um, well, it's Christmas coming, I want to drink and I'll do it New Year. So it is a really good time actually to launch something because people are like, right, that's it. I don't know, it's crazy to think why do we have to wait but that is just the way us humans work I think I think we just yeah. we, we always wait for like well I'll wait till next Monday or I'll wait till next month because I've got this this going on and when you've got loads of social events that doesn't help the situation because everyone's drinking and it is being able to adapt afterwards you know when you stop drinking and have a good time without drinking yeah. and and having a bit of Lots fun of and if it's by January so I it's just like an extended dry January that's what I did the very the you know, the last time I sort of started this journey that I'm on now, I always did months here and there and I'd sort of scrape my way through and then celebrate with a drink at the end of the month. Um, 
But this year I've said, right, I'm going to do 100 days. And it's the best thing I ever did. Because even though I didn't, I wasn't fully sober after that, I did drink a couple more times. I realised then how bad it was. So I think you need to give yourself a good chunk. But hey, you know, if you can, some people scrape together a weekend and that's fantastic because every time you do a little stint, it gets, it's that muscle getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah, it's just them steps, isn't it? Like there's no right or wrong way about it. It's just identifying it and having a plan in place and having support, like a support buddy helps, I think. If there's somebody, you know, you can get in contact with, especially be good with your group because you you know, you'll get people that are, will make friendships, won't they? And maybe reach out to yeah. each other if they're local. And you doesn't really need to be anywhere because it's it's a global thing, your group. So Yeah, that's what I know. want from it, yeah, so that people can, you know, if people have worked with me, you don't have to have worked with me one-to-one, but if they have, they can join the group afterwards and then there's other people in there. That's what I wanted to go for. Um, I'm going to be doing some workshops as well in the next few months, just, you know, a couple of hours workshops on just getting you know, getting started really. I've got a free ebook that's my top my top tips. I'll pop to... that in the link, yeah. Yeah. And they're brilliant yeah, now because sometimes you've got to read something through, isn't it? And get get you going a little bit. Go back to, yeah. Yeah. It's um it's what I I'm trying to sort of base it on what I needed. Um so yeah, it's it's quite personal to me, all all of it. It's quite personal to me, but I thought that's what works well then because I can help people if it's if it's something that I'm passionate about and that I'm And it's about real life connections and people have seen that you've gone through a journey and then and you, you know, because if you go to a doctor's or somewhere, they're not they haven't particularly gone through that themselves. So if you yourself they know what you've been through, they can read your story, you know, they can figure out if they want to join your group or work with you because you they know who you are before the offset. So they know that yeah. you're actually going to help because you are going to emphasise really a little bit with them. Well, yeah, I feel judged. I mean, I used to feel judged by everyone. I used to sort of say to people, oh, I drank a whole bottle of wine last night. And they would like gasp. And I'd be like, oh, I drank too, really. You know, yeah, and I, I didn't think drinking a bottle of wine, I could do that making the dinner. So I would feel judged by people. And that would also stop me going to get help. And people often ask me now, do you like judge people when you're out? you know, or they've had so many drinks. And I'm like, absolutely no way. No no position to uh, judge anyone for their drinking. And also, all my friends still drink and stuff. I still, you know, drinking people are my kind of people. I'm not, um, I don't hang out with only sober people anymore. But it's just my choice and that's theirs. I did to see where, every, you know, where you go and, mm, you know, the future too. holds. And you're looking really well. You're looking good. You're looking vibrant uh, and smiling and happy. How's my mindset now? Is it good? Yeah. I mean, the difference in it, it's in my eyes. Whenever I see a picture of myself now, my eyes are just so light and sparkly. Whereas before they were, to say to people, like my eyes were dead. There was just like there was nothing in, I had nothing left. And now you're all there. You're totally 100% present now. And that's, that's the oh, main yeah. thing different yeah oh it's brilliant but thank you for coming on uh, oh, i know no, the but... internet's a bit unstable today so we're tempting yeah. fate if we carry on any longer but yeah. i'm going to put all the notes in the sh- in the show notes if anybody wants to join Gemma's group or work with a one-to-one you can just contact her direct and you know she's, 
she's open there ready so thank you yeah. so much for coming on and thank yeah wish you all me. the luck you're welcome you. i'll see you soon did you know you can join and support the show by becoming a patreon with extra podcast audio self-development and health support don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss an episode and if you could rate and review the show that would be great and thanks for listening oh don't go yet did you know you can find me on amazon i have over 20 self-published books for manifesting planners, weight loss and meal planning, gratitude and time blocking and many more. Bye for now.